This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. It happens to all of us. The enemy will always try to come back to see if you still believe that you're delivered, if you still believe that you're set free. Jesus was teaching the disciples, and he said that there was a, a, some demonic influence in the man's life. So when the de- demonic influences were cast out, the demonic influences went to dry places, couldn't find no rest, Didn't have no place to stay because we know the devil ain't nothing but a hobo anyway. He's homeless and he don't own no landmass. So he's nothing but a a stealer and a thief and a hobo just trying to find some place to shack up and lay up in that don't even belong to him. Are you listening to me? So the enemy went to dry places, couldn't find any rest, so it returned back. It went out, but it returned back. And this is what the scripture says, having found that place swept out and cleaned, but unoccupied, it came back and it invited seven other demons, seven other strongholds, more strong than him to take up residency. So when we do not want the return of that thing to come back, you've got to replace something from the word of God in its spot. Are you listening to me? My discussion for today is stand up or fall back. Stand up or fall back. You've got to stand up to the devices of the enemy. He has trickeries and devices. He tries to deceive you. He wants to insinuate things. He wants to influence you by insinuation. He's a convincing liar, but we all know that he's a liar nonetheless. Therefore, you must stand up or fall back. My son, TJ, Minister TJ, Pastor-elect TJ, he was a a great football player in high school. And I remember one particular game, the guy tackled him down. So the guy tackled him down on the ground and then yelled at him and said, stay there and you stay down. So TJ's down on the ground. So he said he jumped up and he told the guy, now I'm about to run you over. (laughs) He jumped up. The very next play, he not only ran the boy down, he ran on top of the boy's body. I'm not going to stay down. I'm going to get up, and I'm about to run you down. Come up in here, somebody. You don't let the devil talk smack to you. You talk the word of God to him because the word of God is true, and the promises are yea. And amen. Let me give you my scripture. And this is, I'm telling you, this is my testimony. This is my testimony. I never knew this scripture was in the Bible. Years, years ago, I didn't know this scripture was in the Bible. I happened to stumble, good God Almighty, I happened to stumble across this scripture and my real life changed forevermore. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 10. I might as well go ahead and start with verse 3 for good measure. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, 
We do not war according to the flesh. So I don't have to fight the, the enemy. I don't have to fight my thoughts with fleshly methods because it's not according to the flesh. Listen to me. That's why it's known as spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare takes place in your mind. Come on. The devil knows that, that you're engineered to think uh, in pictures and to think in images. He knows that faith comes by hearing and hearing, so he wants to have things to be repeated in your mind. So the enemy will send people to tell you, you're fat, you're so fat, you're fat, fatty, fatty, two by four, I can't get through the bathroom door. When you're a child, so that that thing will anchor your mind. Are you listening to me? Because he knows that you will have faith in what you continuously hear. Oh, somebody better come up in here with me. So he continuously lies to you. So that you will have faith in a lie. Because all fear is is perverted faith. Fear is a pervert. It perverts the principle of faith negatively. Are you listening to me? So that's why things that that people said about you or said negatively when you were a child, it still kind of affects your mind because the devil is always planting seeds because he understands seed time and harvest. He understands it better than we do. If he plants the seed and he keeps watering that seed, he's banking on it that that will produce a harvest in your life. Are you listening to me? Therefore, we got to be careful about what we're listening to and what we're seeing and the images that pop up because that is what you will have faith in. Let me keep reading because I'm getting ahead of myself. Verse 4 says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strong halls. You got to violently pull certain things down, violently jump up and snatch them down. I tell the story when my babies were critically ill, Gabe and Gabby's, Gabe and Gabby, the doctors told us that Gabe was going to die and Gabby only had a 50-50 chance of living. And I remember I went in there, I just the first time I'm seeing my babies, they were born on October the 29th. They had witches, ghosts, and goblins all around there, little incubators all around there, open bit. And I remember going in there, they probably thought I was crazy. I was violently snatching everything down. I'm believing God. I'm not going to let you inundate me with witches, ghosts, and goblins. Are you listening to me? That is the devil's strategy to inundate you. Inundate you with information. Sometimes information can work against you. When all you're doing is looking at the TV and looking at the report after report after report, you will be in fear. Fear paralyzes and fear immobilizes. Are you listening to me? You will be in anxiety, and the desire of anxiety is to choke, to asphyxiate you so that you can't even breathe no more. Are you listening to me? That is all the trick of the enemy to bombard your mind with thoughts of failure, with thoughts of sickness, with thoughts I'm not going to make it, with all of these crazy thoughts. And here's the the deal. It's all a lie anyway. It's all rooted in a lie because the devil ain't nothing but a big old fat liar. 
verse 5 says, casting down imaginations and every high prideful thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So we know what the word of God says, but then we allow images and pictures to bombard our mind to puff up more so than the word of God. That's why you've got to watch what you hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. But listen, what if you're not hearing the word of God? All you're hearing is the negative report, the numbers, the the, the statistics. I stuttered a little bit. The statistics, if that's all you're hearing, then your faith will rest in that. Are you listening to me? This is what we have to do. When you know that you've been set free, you know that you've been delivered, you've got to stand up. Otherwise, you're going to fall back. Are you listening to me? Let me read another passage of scripture. It's found in 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. It's only one, one chapter in um, 3 John. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Soul has reference to your mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. Now here's a refresher. Man is a spirit. He lives inside of a body. He possesses, he owns, he controls, and he manages his soul, which has reference to your mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. Therefore, relative to the development of your soul or your mind, your prosperity is hinged on that. Your next level is hinged on what you think about, what you're meditating on, what is being inundated in your thought process, what you think about over and over and over, what you keep on hearing, what you keep on listening to. Relative to to the development of your mind, that you give the devil a foothold. And he will come in and he will knock you down. Remember, the boy did, he literally knocked TJ down. He tackled TJ. As fast as TJ was, as elusive as he was, and with all of the people blocking for him, the boy still knocked him down. How many know in this life, sometimes we're going to get knocked down? But you can stand up or you can fall back. So when, the, when he finally knocked TJ down, he yelled at him and said, and stay down there. TJ said he jumped up. Just for the mere fact that you're going to tell me to stay down, I'm jumping up. I'm going to jump up, and not only that, I'm about to run you down. I'm about to run all over the top of you. TJ literally ran the boy down and ran on the top of him. That's what we have to do to the enemy. Y'all better come in here. The whole of last year, I kept seeing it over and over and over because faith comes by hearing. I kept saying you're impervious. Who believes it? Who believes it? You are impervious. Impervious. And the pastor, Andrea, 
definition is unable to be affected by, untouchable, impenetrable, incapable of being injured or impaired, incapable of being influenced, persuaded, or affected by the lies of the enemy. You got to make up in your mind, I'm going to stand up. I will not fall back. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 in the Amplified says, Casting the whole of your care, all anxieties, all worries, all concerns, listen, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares for you watchfully. I taught you on Thursday that this word care, according to the Strong's Exhaustive Bible Concordance for the students of the word, strong number, 3308, it shows us that this word care encompasses worries, concerns, stress, anxiety, fear, and fear of being distracted from the things of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. I love this one. It reads this way. This is in the Passion Translation. Lean forward and get this. This is going to be good. It says, we all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trials you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. Each test is an opportunity to trust God more. Each test is an opportunity to trust God more. Listen, for along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. (laughs) So with the temptation, with the test, with the trial, comes the way of escape. It doesn't come after it. It comes with it. So you always have a way to get out. God Almighty, you always have a way of escape. Get this revelation. Temptations, tests, trials, they're going to come. You know that. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all, right? But here's the beauty of the thing. The temptation can't come, the test can't come, and the trial can't come without the way of escape coming right along with it. I said the way of escape comes right along with it. So listen, my dependence on the Holy Spirit enables me and allows me to respond with my faith. I can always respond with my faith when I trust the person of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? So let's go back to what it says. It says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down, the demolishing of strongholds, casting down arguments, rebellious thought processes, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. You know what that means? You don't let your mind run you. You control your mind. 
You don't let your thoughts take you hostage. You take your thoughts hostage. Come on. You've got to mind your mind. You've got to control your own thought processes. Man is a spirit who lives inside of a body. He owns, controls, and he manages his soul. His soul has reference to what? Your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, and your intellect. You've got to decree over your own life. I've got the mind of Christ. I'm created in his image and his likeness, and I operate like him. How he operates in the heavenly realm is how I operate in the earthly realm. Somebody just ought to shout hallelujah. Second. Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind or a strong mind. Listen, put your right hand on your head. Do it now. Put your right hand on your head. Do it now. Put your own right hand on your head and say, I have the mind of Christ. Say, I have a strong mind. I have a sound mind. Sound mind has reference to a sane, self-controlled, sober, restrained, disciplined, able to reason kind of mind. When the devil throws his best punch at you, you have a sober, able to reason kind of mind. I nailed that bad dream to the cross. I walked away from it free. For whom the sun set free is free indeed. Are you listening to me? So what do I do when it shows up again? I have to remind myself that I've already been set free and delivered from that thing. So I have a right to cast it out and to cast it down because I no longer own it no more. It's no longer mine. Are you listening to me? Now we've got to watch our verbiage. We've got to speak what God says. We've got to use our mouth as a weapon. We've got to wield our weapon by our faith, by the words that come out of our mouths. Therefore, we no longer say, my bad dreams... My asthma, my backache, if I've been set free, if I've been delivered, if I've been healed, then I'm no longer claiming it. Listen, when you claim it, you give it an entitlement to come back. Remember when the the demonic thing left, it didn't find no place to stay because it's a hobo. It's homeless. So it's going to try to come back. If it finds the place set free, delivered, in other words, swept out and cleaned out, but nothing in its place, he like, hey, y'all, let's go back to where I used to stay. I'm not giving him an entitlement to come back. I don't care if I have another dream. It's still not my dream, and it's still a lie. Are you listening to me? Do not receive it. This is the enemy's way to try to insinuate, to try to suggest something to you because he lives in the realm of insinuation and in the realm of suggestion because all he could do is lie. 
All he could do is pervert the truth because he has no creative power or ability. God, I said a thing right there. When you know that you have a sound mind, when you know that you have been set free and delivered, you don't mind putting your mind under ongoing maintenance. Just because you have one oil change don't mean that you never have to have another oil change for the whole life of the car. You put it under ongoing maintenance. Are you listening to me? You've got to have ongoing maintenance in your mind by purposely redirecting negative thinking. So I take my negative thoughts and I redirect them to the word of God. I take all of the negativity that people say, and people will say negative things. Oh, you think you something. You think you cute. You think you this. You think, how you know what I think? But instead of me trying to track down a lie, I'm going to take that negativity, and I'm going to redirect my mind to the word of God because I have the mind of Christ. Are you listening to me? God has not given me a spirit of fear, cowardice, or timidity. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, I have a strong mind. I have a sound mind. I purposely redirect negativity to the word of faith, and I purposely redirect thoughts, thoughts that would try to bombard me. I redirect them to the word of faith, and listen to me. How do you change a thought? How do you, how do you manage a, a, a painful thought that comes up? This is what most people say. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think Oh, man, I'm thinking about it. Because the more you keep talking about I'm not going to think about it, you think about it. You interrupt a negative thought with the word of God. You've got to put the word on it. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against them. Oftentimes, you'll hear people recite it this way. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against them. No, 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 no. I'm changing the whole emphasis of that. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against him. Come on, with God on our side, we automatically win. We've got the winning edge. The only way that you won't win is if you quit. If you drop your faith shield, if you believe the lies of the devil, and you go sit in a corner and suck your thumb, then you have lost. You have forfeited the fight when you were pre-engineered to win. Last thing before I close today, I gotta, I gotta bring you back on Thursday because I gotta take you a little bit further. Because this is the thing. When we lay those things on the altar, every, I watched y'all come up and lay them down there. I watched y'all go back free. I did. I saw I was free, you were free. Don't raise your hand, but I bet some of those things tried to creep back. That's only been a week. Some of them same things that we left at the altar, we said we were free from, it tried to creep up. Do you understand why? Let me give you a revelation, then I got to let you go. The revelation of why is there's a frailty to change. There's a frailty when it comes to change. Have you ever seen somebody, maybe somebody that you used to hang out with, now that you're doing some things and you're having levels of success in your life? 
They get irritated with Jenny. She changed. Someone so just changed. Jenny changed. Gabby changed. Well, yeah. I can't stay the same. I'm growing. I'm developing. Listen, I'm transforming. Because the frailty to change is relapse. That's a frailty. When I make up my mind to change, but I just think about changing and not transforming, then I am prone to relapse. There's a frailty that comes. We came, threw the things down on the altar, walked back to our seat, but after you get inundated, you get bombarded. You get talked to from the devil. You start feeling things in your body. I, t- I laid the backache on the altar and did my back been hurting every, every day ever since. That's a frailty to change. Because whether your back hurts or not has nothing to do that you have already been healed, set free, and delivered. So you have to stand your ground. You have to stand up to it or you will fall back. The frailty of change is relapse. When it's not easy. When it's not fun anymore. When I'm experiencing discomfort, the frailty is to fall back. Listen to me. You've got to stand up to it by the word of God. Otherwise, you will fall back. I've taught you in times past that the caterpillar and the butterfly are the self same insect. It's not two different insects. The caterpillar and the butterfly are the same insect in different forms. You've got to be transformed. When you're transformed, ask the butterfly. He can't never go back to being a caterpillar. A butterfly can never go back to being a caterpillar because he has been transformed. He didn't just change. God Almighty, he changed the form. He has been transformed. Come on, you got to let the transforming power of God hit your life. You came and you wanted a change, but listen to me. Let me submit this to you. You need more than a change. You need to be transformed. The frailty of change is when it doesn't feel right, when I'm influenced, if everybody else is doing it, you'll fall right on back to the same stuff that you've been delivered from. But you have got to make in your mind, I'm not just going to be changed. I'm going to change from that form to a whole different form. Therefore, I'm closing right here. I can boldly say the things I used to do, I don't do no more. The places I used to go, I don't go there no more. 
the way that I used to talk, I don't talk that way anymore. Why? Because I'm being judgmental? Am I being high-minded? Am I being uppity and sedity? No, I've been transformed. I'm the same Andrea, just in a different form. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.